Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The podcast channel is Sacred Space Healing and the website is sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to this channel, hello and welcome. I'm an energy healer and teacher. I've been running my own healing practice since 2007 and these podcasts are here to assist you on your journey of gnosis, spirituality and well-being. The podcast uh, channel is Sacred Space Healing. You can leave a review, you can subscribe via iTunes or you can go to the website sacredspacehealing.org and check out the work that I do. I work with clients all around the world uh, and I take on a new intake of, um, of clients every month for the Core Wound Healing Program and the Life Purpose Program. Applications are open at the moment for July. So, hello and welcome. Thank you for all your lovely messages of support and for all your donations. Also, they're very gratefully received. They go straight back into creating more free content. Today in this podcast, I'd like to shine a light on self-care and the things that self-care isn't. So I don't know when self-care became this kind of buzzword, but it became a buzzword probably in the last four or five years. And um, it went from being this idea that we tend to ourselves and we take care of our needs and we exercise boundaries and we eat well and we sleep well um, and we do nice things and we take care of the inner child within um, and we go for our healings and so, so forth, you know, all of those things that define true self-care. It went from that to becoming bubble baths and box sets and manicures and massages and coffee mornings and uh, nights out at the cinema and a meal and a fancy restaurant and a holiday uh, and so forth. And none of those things that I just listed are self-care. They're bypassing and often numbing uh, devices in order to not be with yourself they're dependent on another so they don't come from you they're not generated by you they're not orchestrated or created by you they're dependent on another and because they're dependent on another they they negate the very essence of self-care which is learning to take care of yourself by yourself so being your best parent your best mother father your best lover your best best friend and having that amazing relationship that strong relationship with yourself above all else. If the only way that you can relate to yourself is via a third party, the manicurist, the hairdresser, the cab driver, the, um, I don't know, the bubble bath manufacturer, if the only way you can relate to yourself is via a third party or more, then you don't have a relationship with yourself and this isn't self-care. And we've been fed this idea that a box set and a takeaway is self-care. We're getting the manicure done and you know getting your hair done and getting your bits waxed is self-care and it's not it's self-maintenance you know it's uh it's entertainment um it's diversion it's uh research it's excitement it's lots of things but it's not self-care so what is happening is that people are sitting around watching box sets eating bars of chocolate getting their nails done going out for a night with the girls or the boys and saying, oh yeah, I've, t I've tick, I've done my self-care, when actually self-care is the deeper work. You know, it's seeing the therapist, it's seeing the healer, it's clearing your energy field, it's cooking a great meal for yourself. It's journaling, it's being with yourself, it's facing your shadow. It's processing and integrating your experiences your day, your week. It's not sexy, necessarily. 
It doesn't need a big fanfare, but it is really important. Self-care is boundaries. Self-care is cooking a meal from scratch. Self-care is turning up for your weekly healing session on time, prepared, ready to go. Self-care is committing to that healing program, paying for it, not resenting paying for it. Self-care is turning up to see your therapist every week on time, ready, present. That's self-care. Self-care is not taking out a tub of ice cream and watching a box set uh, for, for the weekend. That's numbing. That's escapism. That's entertainment. And all of those places, you know, all of those things have a place in our life, but they're not self-care. So let's not label them self-care. The false labelling of these things as self-care means that people are less and less wanting to do the deeper work. That they want the surface. You know, if I can watch a box set for two hours and three hours and feel different, which of course you will because the energy of that programme and those people and those stories and that music is going to alter you. If you can get that for two hours and you didn't have to do anything, you didn't have to get out of bed, you didn't have to leave your house, you clicked a button. Why on earth would you bother to get up in the morning and travel across town to see a healer or get up slightly earlier to take a call with someone for your coaching? You won't because at the click of a button, you can numb out your pain. At the click of a button, you can feel something else. And that's where we're heading. At the click of a button, we get our food. We get our entertainment. We change our state of being. Oh, I'll just listen to some music. I listened to some mantras. Um, You know, I had a bath. I got my nails done, self-care tick. Meanwhile, the corrosive energies that have never really been looked at are still churning away. And this is why people act out and behave badly and we have lack of community. This is why relationships are falling apart. This is why so many people have yet to find their beloved. This is why we are in the world that we are in. Because the work isn't happening, the inner work isn't happening. So the real awakening isn't happening. The real connection to God's spirit universe isn't happening. I think I've shared this before. I once had um, a a colleague that I was training with and we were doing swaps on each other for healings. And part of his homework, I did a swap on him and part of his homework was that he was to create an altar in his uh, home that, that would sort of focus his practice and would be for the integration of the healing. And, um, after a week we checked in with each other and I said to him, so how's it going with the altar? And he said, well, nothing's really happening. And I said, well, what what do you mean? Like, what were your expectations and, you know, what's happening with the altar? And he said, well, I get up in the morning and I look at it for about 10 minutes and that's it and nothing's happening. (laughs) Because for him, he he was very kind of tech-minded and very much into IT. You know, his, his routine would be to get up in the morning and check social media, get his phone out and then get on with his day, like completely disconnected from self. So he made a change and was to be commended for making that change, but the change was still passive. It was still, oh, I'm just staring at the altar. Well, altars, you know, in shamanism are active things that we that we have a relationship with. They're part of our self-care, part of our healing, part of our growth, part of how we manifest, how we clear, how we call in when we call in the directions. That passivity of, I'll just look at something and it'll make me feel better. I'll just listen to something and it will change my vibration. Is why we have the world that we have, which is in chaos. It's why we have, you know, people that are jumping into bushes before they 
when they walk past someone in case they catch something. It's why we have the level of fear that we have, and it's why we're so easily manipulated. The fact that we want to take our spiritual advice from actors and musicians who have lived lives that if we really knew what they had sold in terms of their soul to get where they are, we would never follow them in a million years. But the fact that we put them on pedestals because they're famous and we want to listen to what they have to say, and then we follow them blindly with whatever they say, shows how asleep we are, shows how disconnected we are, because anyone with an iota of self-knowing and gnosis would look at that and go, well, that's just all an act. There's no truth there, or there's some truth there, but I can access this truth myself. I just have to do the work. But so many people don't want to do the work. They want to press the button and get their delivery and watch their box set and have their bottle of wine and file their nails and have their ice cream and go, well, that's my self-care done. And as I say, there is a place for that. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But let's not call it self-care because that's not what it is. Self-care is turning up for your appointments, is, you know, traveling halfway across the city to see a therapist because they're the best therapist for you, is getting up at four o'clock in the morning to make that coaching call because your coach lives on the other side of the world or that's the only free time that they had. That is self-care. Cooking a meal from scratch is self-care. Being kind to your body is self-care. You know, having a lie-in when your body feels like a lie-in or having an afternoon nap when your body feels like it is self-care. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance. Until the next time.